Welcome. Do you ever wonder why some poor people are happy while some rich people are unhappy? Are you feeling a hollowness in your life? Do you feel that you are sometimes pretending just to belong? Each and every one of us has a beautiful talent, a gift inside that needs to come out. This is Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness. Your host is Fabian Edju. As you move along on this earthly journey, it's time to welcome confidence and delight in what life has to offer for a better life ahead. Now, here is Fabian Edju. Hello, fellow listeners from all over the world. Once again, welcome to Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness. We are only a few days away from Christmas, and we are at the end of this year. So I would love to be one of the first person to, to wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas for some of us who actually uh, celebrate Christmas. And I would like to also um, hope that um, you will end this year with a little bit more joy and happiness in your life. And um, my hope is that this show actually played at least a little role into it. So if you are joining us for the very first time, I would like to, first of all, welcome you to this show. And also would like to remind everyone why we came out with Revelations and Wonders. So why Revelations and Wonders? So there's a common saying that give a man a fish and you feed, and you feed him for a day. But teach him how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. So Revelations and Wonders is for individuals who are seeking fulfillment and happiness in life. So our goal is really to provide some tools that would show people how simple life truly is and how to remove any apparent complexity in life. So we believe in the self-evident truth that Everyone, every single individual came to this earth alone. We further believe that everyone will leave this, this earth alone through death. So these inseparable poles opposite of our life are filled with what we like to call revelations and wonders. So revelations should be understood as the quest for self-identity and understandings of one's purpose on this earthly journey. So wonders is the search for fulfillment through life experiences. So the goal for us is hopefully that somebody, everyone who listened to this show can reach the true state of happiness on earth and hope that happiness will be our last earthly experience. But since no one knows, really no one knows when that last experience will come, 
than revelations and wonders is the quest for fulfillment in every present moment that life has to offer. And we experience it with absolute clarity and absolute conviction. And that is what brought us to today's topic. Why money hasn't, isn't, and will not make anyone happy. So just take a look around. The world looks like everyone is out there looking for something. Looking for something that can bring joy and happiness. Everybody wakes up every single day, going to work, hoping that um, they can do something that can either bring money, they, they want to make money, you know. So the, the world seems to be filled with people who are moving left and right, going around, making relationship connections, doing things. All are in the pursuit of happiness. So the pursuit of happiness seems to be a universal quest. So everyone gets up, go to work, buy things, build families, fight for social status, and more with the constant hope of reaching a certain state of happiness. So money is then also these mysterious things upon which most people pour their beliefs in hoping that it is the magic solution that will unlock the Pandora box of happiness for them. But what most people fail to realize is the simple fact that on the one hand, in the same society, on the one hand, there are unhappy rich people. While on the other hand, there are also equally happy poor people. So the question that most people then fail to ask is, why? Why money hasn't and isn't making people happy? And what should we do about it? So the best place to start to answer this question is to try to understand the concept of money itself. Because without any understanding, how would you know the right thing to do? So I was very fortunate to, um, to start listening to uh, Mike Maloney. Um, he has this show, it's called, it's called the um, Gold, Gold and Silver. The Hidden Secrets of Money. And, and for me, this was a very an eye-opening about the real concept of money. And if you really have not had a chance to, to dig into trying to understand money, I strongly encourage you to um, either do your own research, but if at least you need a point, a place where to start, I strongly encourage you to look at some of the free videos and... Um, and documents that Mark Maloney has um, has provided for free online 
for everyone. So Mike, Mike Maloney defines money as a container to store your economic energy until you are ready to deploy it. And he further defines money as a tool for trading your time. So I cannot agree anymore with that way of seeing or understanding money. But in addition, Mark, uh, Mike also mentioned that that everyone's true wealth is time and freedom. What he also mentioned is that wealth does not perish. It's just transferred. So between everything that I've learned, you know, not only from Mike Maloney and some, uh, some additional personal observation, I think I can now say that our only true value the only true things of value that we possess for ourselves is our time, talent, and freedom. And this is what we sell to companies in exchange for money, what is supposed to be money. So your time, your talent, and your freedom in that combination is your true wealth. It is the true thing of value that you have and that you can exchange in a marketplace, in our society. So we store a certain quantity of our um, economic energy, which is our true value in money. So money is truly definitely a container where we actually try to store some of our value in it. So the same way that we, um, we sell our talent, time, and freedom, we can also purchase someone else's time and talent and freedom using the money that we have in our possession. But this exchange only works if the tool that we use for this exchange actually meet a cert, you know, certain characteristics and fulfill some functions. So let's let just then take a look at what, what is supposed to be money. So what are the characteristics of money? So of, of real money, I should say. So real money is supposed to be, uh, you know, it's supposed to, there are seven characteristics that are associated with real money. So I'm going to go through those seven acceptability. That means everyone who is participating in the economic system must be able to accept whatever that that we call money. Uh, Divisibility. So money has to be divisible. That means one unit, there are some units that can be further divided into smaller denominations. But if you were to put back all those smaller units together, they should, uh, they should be able to equal um, the bigger unit in value. So um, you, uh, money is supposed to be portable. 
That means one person, you know, one should be able to travel with money. But the preference of, of uh, portability here is that you should be able to, to put it in your pocket because that's the most convenient way of traveling with your money. So number five is going to be um, durable. So it's something that can last for a very long time. And number, uh, number five, I think is number five, is being uniform. So uniform just means one, you know, you know um, one unit or one denomination has to be of the same size, same shape, same value, and all, all other physical characteristics. And number six is that money has to be limited in supply. So what that means is the quantity of money should be very limited. So, and the number seven, which is the last one, it has to be inter, it, interchangeable. Something that anyone can, we can change in, ex, in um, we can change um, in exchange for something else. So those are the seven characteristics of real money. You know, as you wake up every single day to go to work or to go sell what I always like to, to uh, remind people of, you, go, you know, when you go to work, you go there to sell your time, your talent, and freedom. So if you, you, expect, you expect something in return that you call money, those are the seven characteristics that real money should have. And I'm going to just list them back up. So it has to be something that is acceptable. It has to be divisible. It has to be portable. It has to be durable. It has to be uniform, limited in supply, and interchangeable. So... Once you have this money, this so-called money, there are also three major functions that this money must be able to, to fulfill in order to work the way that it's supposed to work. The very first uh, function is it has to, you have to be able to store value in this money. Again, going back to what I said earlier, Every single one of us, individually, the only true value that we have is our talent, our time, and our freedom. So we need to be able to store, we need to be able to store all those into money. So it's a store of value. And how do we store our time, talent, and freedom which is our true, our true wealth in money, is let's just say somebody needs your talent. Maybe you are a good cook or you are a, an electrician. Someone needs your time, your talent, and your freedom, and then you go and service them. So in exchange, they should be able to give you money that represents uh, the amount of value, which is the amount of time, talent, and, and your freedom that you've spent by providing service to them. So that unit, that, that, that the money that you get in return then, that's how you store your value. 
So that's the function of one of the three functions of money. So the second function is a unit of account. What that means is many people may need your talent, your time, and your freedom, and you should be able to sell it to every one of them so long as you still have enough time and enough freedom to be able to do so. And at the same time, knowing that you don't have all the talent in the world, you may also need somebody else's time, talent, and freedom. That means as you accumulate some of this money, you should also be able to expand it, you know, to spend that money. So you should then uh, you should therefore be able to account and track all the money that um, you've acquired and how much else that you've spent. So the last function of money is a medium of exchange. That means once I have this money, I can go and exchange it for somebody else's time, talent, and freedom without any problem. So that's a little bit of a good understanding of what the real money is supposed to be. So we're going to take a very short break. When we come back, we're going to try to reconcile this notion of money and currency so that you can see, you can understand the difference between the two. So we will be back in a very short minute. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in for 5 Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life 
and happiness. To reach Fabian Edju or today's guest, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to revelationsandwonders at gmail.com. Now, back to Revelations and Wonders. Hello, fellow listeners from all over the world. Welcome back to Revelations and Wonders. If you are just joining us today, today's topic is why money hasn't, isn't, and will not make anyone happy. And this stems from the simple observation that Every single day we get up, you know, we wake up in the morning, we go and sell our time, talent, and freedom in exchange for money. Um, some people have been so talented and so skillful that they actually, they've been able to accumulate so much of it. But yet, life shows us that even those who have a lot of money are still unhappy. But we also observe in the same society, you know, the same setting under which we live, that there are other people who don't have as much money and per human standard are considered to be poor, but yet they seem very happy. So the question that we are trying to, to solve today is why? Why money has not and is not and will not make human being happy. And we thought the best way to tackle this problem was to start by understanding what money is. So we talked, you know, for, uh, during the very first section, we talked about money, what is money. And uh, what we said was that money is uh, something that we use to store our economic energy and our economic energy, which is value, is defined as our talent, our time, and our freedom. So when somebody needs our, our talent, let's say we are a plumber, uh, they go and then they want us to go fix a leak in their house. So they want our time, our talent, and our freedom. So we go there and fix the pipe. In exchange, they give us something that shows that we spend that value in providing service to them. So they give us money that represents the amount of time, talent, and energy that we vested into, into that service. So what we also mentioned was that real value, real money has to fit, has to have at least seven uh, characteristics. There are Several others, uh, several other characteristics that most people add to uh, to the ones that we discuss here. But for the sake of this show, we just limit them into seven. So acceptability is one of them. The second one is divisib divisibility. The third one is portability. The uh, the third, the fourth one is it has to be durable. It has to be uniform, limited in supply, and then interchangeable. 
So once we have something that, that meets all these characteristics, then that thing that we're going to be calling money then has to be able to fulfill three major functions. The first, the first one is a store of value. Just like I said, you are a plumber where your true wealth is your talent, your time, and your freedom. But you go and sell it in exchange for money, and that money is where you store your economic power or economic energy, which is your true value. So that's what that's one of the functions that money is supposed to fulfill. <clears throat> so the second function that money is supposed to fulfill is to be a unit of account. So what that means is, um, you know, as a plumber, you're not just going to be servicing one person once over the course of your lifetime, not even over the course of a day. There may be so many other people out there who need your time, your talent, and your freedom. And they will be willing to purchase that time, that talent, and that freedom. So you should be able to go and service several other people who need something of value that you possess. So as you go out and and uh, and put that to good use you collect those uh, you collect the money in return so money then serves as a unit of account because you can then collect several of those units of money but at the same time because you, the fact that you are a um, a plumber also shows that you have limited limited um, capacity to solve all, all your problems for instance um, you, you being a plumber doesn't mean that you're going to be you would be able to uh, to repair your your television or you should be able to manufacture a laptop so somebody else can be can use the time talent and energy and freedom to do all those things and then you should also be able to use your your money to purchase stuff as well. So as a unit of account, you should be able to then track and monitor and balance all these um, exchange between what you give and what you get as a unit of account. So the third function is a medium of exchange. What that means is um, I'm a plumber. I can, I can, you know, I can go out and um, and provide service, and somebody pays me for it. But I can also use the same thing that I received as a payment to pay somebody else's skill. They should be able to accept it. That means if I need somebody to come to my house, an electrician, and I'm not an electrician, they're going to use their the talent, the time, and the freedom to come help me to solve a problem, I should also be able to give them money in return. And they should be able to accept it. So that is really what money is all about. In reality, that's real money. But another term that we fail to always understand is the fact that if you were to ask anybody out there, you ask them, have you ever seen money? So the likelihood is that people will, you know, 
enthusiastically say yes to that to that to that question have you ever seen money they will say yes and some would wouldn't even hesitate to look at you like are you crazy why are you even asking me this question everybody has seen, has seen money well that that is just an assumption when somebody says i have seen money they're just assuming that they've seen money because they truly don't understand what money is all what what is money so when you ask somebody, have you ever seen money? And they say yes. And then ask them the following question. Show me the money. Because when somebody, when you actually ask somebody to show you the money, the likelihood is that they're going to take something that looks like a dollar bill. Something that looks like any other denomination or any other uh, yeah, denomination of a dollar bill. That means it could be $1, it could be $5, it could be $10, $20, $100, or whatever. And they say, yeah, look, this is money. But the reality is that that truly is not money. That is what is, is known as a currency. So money is different from a currency. And, and we, we, we will definitely uh, demonstrate it within, uh, very shortly, but the key thing is, is, is that money, the currency is supposed to be as good as money because they are generally used and accepted as money as well. And if you really do your own research, you will come to realize that there are more than... 164 different currencies around the world. The US dollar is a currency. In Europe, they use the, the, the euro. The Canadian dollar is a, is a, is a form of currency. Um, in the Middle East, they use a dinar as a, as, a, as a currency. In Mexico, I think they use pesos as currencies. You know, we can go on and on. Um, there are several other currencies around the world. So a currency is supposed to be, that's the key thing here, is that it's supposed to be as good as money. So how did we come out with a currency? It's, it's just, I mean, I, I, this will take a very long time to try to explain, but but. The easiest way to understand this was that back in the days when they used to be they used to be batter, you know, people would exchange a cow for a fish, uh, but that was not an even exchange. So they had to come out with a way of finding ways that they can, you know, everyone can accept as a standard value. That's how they came out with the gold and silver as means of exchange. So if you say your fish is only worth is worth uh, one ounce of gold, then if I have one ounce of gold, I can give you that gold. If you're telling me that your cow is worth a pound of gold and I have a pound of gold and I need a cow, I can give you that pound of gold. So whether the, 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 uh, the gold came from fish or cow is still gold. I can use it anywhere else and everybody else can accept it. 
and then it's divisible. And if you look very clearly, a pure gold or pure silver would always meet all the characteristics of money. But the only problem with all these gold and silver, because even though they do have value, they do store value, is that they are less portable. What that means is if I need to go buy a building that is worth $10 million, I cannot just take a wheelbarrow full of gold and start rolling it around. Because what would happen is I can be, you know, somebody can come and knock me out unconscious and steal my gold. So that's how the banking system came to place. The banking system said, you know what? I can store your gold, I can store all these things of value for you, but I will write a note, I will write a certificate to certify that you actually deposit X amount of gold or silver into this institution. That is how these all certificates came to place. So if you look at the, 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 the history of even the U.S. dollar, back in the day, it was not a U.S. dollar bill. It was a, a certificate of deposit. What that meant was there was gold somewhere store at a bank to back up the value of this certificate. So if, and if you really see how it was, uh, it was written, it, it's, it was very clearly said, the bearer of this certificate is redeemable. No, this certificate is redeemable to its is to uh, its bearer to the value equal to the amount of gold they deposited. So, if you made a deposit of twenty ounce or twenty twenty dollar worth of gold, they give you a certificate that was worth twenty dollars. So that certificate, you can give it to anybody. They can take that certificate back to the bank. And in exchange, they will, you, they will give the certificate back to the bank and the bank can, can give them gold. So that's how we went from all those exchanges to start having certificate. But unfortunately, at some point in time, when people starting to have so much trust on this certificate, they starting to change their names. They no longer were called certificate of deposit. Now they started to become bank deposit to a bank note. That means the bank just write a note saying that, yes, there's there's money or there's gold or whatever, something of value here that I actually have in my possession so that the bearer of this note should be able to redeem it for the same amount that is written on the paper. But that was fine, so long as there was something in value to back up this um this note. So back in the day, there used to be what they called the gold standard. But unfortunately, at some point, you know, people just, you know, our government institutions just decided to get out of the gold standard and start just printing these, these notes with nothing to buy to uh, bind all these notes to. So we went from Certificates of deposit to banknote. And now, all we have as a currency are these banknotes. If you pay very close attention in what is written on your banknote, whatever um, 
form that you have, pref preferably the, uh, the paper form, you will see very clearly what the banknote is saying. It says, this is uh, literally what is written on it. It says, this note is a legal tender for all debt, public and private. Let me repeat, this note is a legal tender for all debt, public and private. So that is not money. So when you ask somebody, have you ever seen money? They said yes, and they show you a currency. It goes to show you people have a, 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 don't really understand the concept of money. A currency is not money. A currency is supposed to be money, but it's not. There are several reasons why currencies are not money. Okay? For instance, a currency does not store value. It's, it's supposed to, but there are some other forces that prohibits it from, from storing value. For instance, inflation. You know, if you take $10,000, you deposit it in, in a bank account today at a 3% inflation rate, 10 years from now, the purchasing power of that $10,000 would only be $7,000. So it's not a store of value. You cannot really, you know, it's not really, you can store value, but it leaks value. That is the problem. So um, we're going to take a very quick break here. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to wrap it up and then try to figure out um, why people are just not happy with money and also um, what, what to do about it. So I want you to uh, stay tuned and uh, join us after this short break. makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work, and you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness. To reach Fabian Edju or today's guest, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to revelationsandwonders at gmail.com. Now, back to Revelations and Wonders. Hello, fellow listeners and uh, fellow friends, fellow human beings from all over the world. Welcome back to Revelations and Wonders. And if you are joining us for the very first time um, in this show, the title for this show is Why Money Hasn't, Isn't, and Will Not Make People Happy. Uh, would not make anyone happy. <clears throat> so this is the last uh, section of this um, this show. If you missed out the very first two sections, uh, we briefly talked about um, mon- uh, money. You know, we talked about the characteristics of money, and we also mentioned the three major functions that any real money must fulfill. So in the second section, we, uh, we wanted to put emphasis on the fact that most people actually confused, are very confused when it comes down to money. Like if you were to ask somebody, have you ever seen money? The likelihood is that they will pull a dollar bill out of their pocket and show you as money. Um, but those who have learned to understand the history behind how we came to from um, from the barter system to to today's currency, because what the person can pull out of the pocket in terms of a dollar bill or any other denomination is nothing but a currency. How we went from the barter system all the way to the currency, then um, then you will quickly realize that uh, what you hold in your pocket is not necessarily money. And it's truly a currency. Yes, the currency uh, is supposed to be as good as money. The, re- the, 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 the thing is, back in the days when gold and silver used to be the standard, um, back then they used to have the certificate of deposit. So when you had to have gold uh, stored somewhere in a bank account in order to have those certificates of deposits, and then you can use those certificate as money to in order to be in order to uh, to engage into exchanges inside society. But since 
um, our government and uh, other decision makers have decided to get out of the gold standards. Um, now we only have banknotes. And I, I'm not going to go into very, you know, too much detail into how uh, the process by which banks actually uh, print these notes or they manufacture money. But the reality is that banks actually just makes money, make money out of thin air. There's really no, there's nothing of value that the bank manufactures or produces in order to, to print money. So money today, what you see as a currency, is just something that is being printed left and right. And the sad thing about it is that <clears throat> how that actually truly affects um, the energy that, as I said, the, the, the energy that you spend when you go out and, um, and get a job or do something. So as I mentioned, um, if you look at a dollar bill or any other paper de uh, denomination, you read on, on the side where there's a, a picture of a president, this is what is written on it. This is literally what is written. It says, this note is a legal tender for all debt, uh, public and private. Again, this note is a legal tender for all debt, public and private. So what that means is banks are just printing out notes so that you can go and get in debt. So no wonder why people are so much in debt. No wonder why they make it so easy so that you can also have access to it. And it wouldn't be a problem if there was actually something of value behind it, but there's none because it's just a piece of paper. As they say, it's a note. And they print it left and right as they wish. You know, some of the ways that they justify in printing this is something like interest. Interest are good excuses for banks to print to print more, more money. Another thing that they also use to print money is all is called um, the fractional reserve. So the fractional reserve, what that means is if you go and make a deposit of $10, they can take maybe 90% of that and give it to somebody else and make your account looks like look like if you still had $10, but well, in reality, you only had $1. But yet you can spend $10, while in reality, in your bank account, you only have $1. So by, by, by giving that, those $9 away, now the economy now ended up having $19, 10 of which are real money, 10 of which is real money, when and then the other... Nine is just fake money. So all, through all these borrowing systems and uh, there are other mechanisms that are used to print money. And what the way that this affects you as a person is that you store all your economic energy into this thing that is called money. And every time that you just print fake money or things that, really don't have any value, that actually debases or that um, reduces the value of, of your actual money because what happened is 
when you put your $10 in, into the bank account and they give away $9 without creating anything, what ended up happening is that your $10 now has to share the value of the overall economy in the, with the new $9 that it just pumped into, into the market. So the currency today, what it serves really is just to leak value. So there are so many ways that the currency actually leaks value. So the energy that you store into all these units uh, called currency actually takes away all the value. So over time, you think that you are saving money, you are doing something good, but you're always falling behind. But yet, they also make it so easy for you to get into debt. Then you feel, you feel that you are absolutely trapped. But the reality is that because these are just pieces piece of paper that are being printed, there's really no value to it. So you are really going out and exchanging value for nothing. Because now this piece of paper or banknote are just things of faith. And if you, if you dig down into looking, doing your own research, you will come to find out that over time, the value of any currency, which is also known as fiat currency because it's called fiat because the government just prints it. So over time, the value of all fiat currency goes down to zero. And so is, so is, so is true with the dollar today and any other sort of currency because they're just printing it and every single time that they just add money into the pool without creating real value to back it up, then the pool have to share that value. So if you, if you started with a pool of $10 and you pump another $10, then the pool is only, each, each, each dollar is only now worth 50 cents. So what that means is the effort that you had to put just to get a $10, you have to double it. And the more you do that, the less energy you have left. So in reality, what, what we need to understand is that money really is just a notion. Money is just a concept. There's no such a thing as money. The best way to test this, the validity of this uh, understanding is just take any of your denominations that you have in your pocket, take it back to the bank. Take it back to the bank and tell the bank, you know what, I'm tired of carrying this denomination or this currency around. Now I want you to, I want you to take it back because it's yours. You're the one who printed this. Take it back. In exchange, I want money. And think, just take a minute to think about it. What do you really think that the bank is going to give you in return? Zero. So when you wake up every single day, you go and spend your real asset, your real wealth, your true value, which is, I'm going to repeat, is your talent, your time, and your freedom in exchange for these currencies. You are really exchanging it for nothing. But the only best thing that you can do for yourself, because there's still some element of faith into all these exchanges of currency, is that you have to find a way to 
to convert this currency into something that can actually hold value. For instance, you can invest this into like housing, I don't really know, real estate, gold, silver, or something that can hold value for you over time. Because just as I mentioned, currencies actually leak value. You can look it up on your own. Educate, educate yourself. Education is the best way for you forward or for anybody. So the true value only lies in human being. Let me repeat that. Money does not have any value. The true and only true value lies in within human being. Everybody has different talent. Everybody has a certain a limited amount of time. Everybody has a, a certain amount of freedom. And that is truly where value is. And this is actually why companies are so willing to, to purchase that because that's where value is. And you go out there to sell it. So you have to understand what is your bottom line. When you sell this, something of value in exchange for something else, something that doesn't have value, what is your bottom line? What do you gain out of it? So the likelihood is that this is not going to change unless we as individuals decide to change, open our eyes, educate ourselves, start really valuing each other, valuing human being as opposed to valuing this notion of, mo of money that is just an empty concept. So again, let me, let, me, let me repeat myself here very quickly, is that money does not exist as anything tangible as of today as something of value, mainly with money that has now become a simple currency or simple notes. So as you move forward, if you truly want to be happy, you need to invest in human relationship, human interactions, because you have value, that person next door has value, another human being has value, and this could be exchanged when you come together. That is where true value is. And that's also why companies are willing to give you something that has no value in exchange for something of value. So since we end of this show, I really hope that this is enough to make you realize the importance of being intentional about finding purpose, meaning, and fulfillment in life. So I invite you to listen and discuss what you've learned from today's show with people who see greater purpose in life so that you can gain more clarity. If you have any question regarding today's topic, feel free to send us um, your question at revelationsandwonders at gmail.com. If you are inspired by this show and would like your transformational story to be read on air and posted on our website, email us at revelationsandwonders at gmail.com. If you are inspired by this and want to support this show, go to Revelations and Wonders and click on Become a Patron. If there's a topic that you would like us to cover during this show, go to Revelations and Wonders and answer the question, what is your number one question about living a meaningful, purposeful, and happier life regardless of any social status? If you are interested in sponsoring this show, please feel free to reach out to our executive producer, Sandra Rogers at sandra.rogers at voiceamerica.com or call her office at 
553-553-5756. We hope that you will join us again next week, same time. But for now, I wish you happiness and a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us for Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness. Please join host Fabian Ed Jew again next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Invite a trusted friend to listen and discuss today's show and use this week's blessings to better your life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts, 